Straw Hut Media. Boobs, we love boobs. We love boobs. Boobs, boobs, boobs. Did you? <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, my baby, my baby. All right, let me turn my phone off because we all know that that is an issue. Oh, it's yeah. true. That is an issue, with, especially with you, Brandy. No, that is not true. Everybody. <laughs> it was not me. It happened once, and Ryan will not let me live it down. From Straw Hut Media. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Today on Brandy Glanville Unfiltered, we have this amazing author, breast cancer survivor, and um, she's going to have a new show on HBO Max, and her name is Leslie Lair, and we are going to be talking to her soon. But first... What? What's up in the world? Did you watch the uh, the interview, the big interview, the one that everyone's yes. talking about right now? That's up in the world. I, yeah, <laughs> I know. And you know what? I'm Team Megan. I'm sorry. Like I'm fully 100. percent Of course. And I know that they were saying kind things about the Queen, and I respect that they did that. But the Queen makes all the decisions. So what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm for sure team Megan and Harry, like 100%. Like, and I listened to this interview today talking about how they're comparing Megan to Diana. And I think they have for a while, right? They have been. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I mean, and and it's just, I mean, they definitely did in the interview too, but it was just like they really pointed it out in this interview that I listened to today. And um, it's fucked up. It's all fucked up. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. (laughs) I, like I, because I read these tabloid headlines, at least I thought that they, um, they, they left and they, they didn't want to keep their titles. I didn't, I learned so much from the interview with Oprah. Yeah. I was like, kind of all of it made sense. I was still always team Harry and Megan. I wanted them to yeah. get out. Cause I like being a little girl wanting to be a princess after watching that story. Never, not ever. <laughs> no, <laughs> no Maybe, it Maybe it just depends on like where you're the prince like what if you were the princess of the united states brandy it'd probably be different <laughs> <laughs> we would different be having situation. a party <laughs> Versus- yes i am the princess of the united states <laughs> right well, of course yeah <laughs> um what else oh my son got into three colleges so far i'm Which so one? excited wait what well, can you tell so me i Is tweeted well no it's not bad oh. so i tweeted oh like this i said i was using the microphone as i always do I'm yeah. like, oh, I go, oh, my son got in, my baby got in into a university in California or Southern California that, and he didn't have to take any rowing pictures or I didn't, and I didn't have to bribe anyone. I wasn't talking about USC. It's a, I mean, there's only a couple here, but right. I mean, and it's, you know, obviously not USC, but um, everyone's UCLA? like, oh, no, I can't tell you. Mason <sighs> doesn't want me to. Okay. Now he's gotten into three and there's one that I want him to go to because it's here in LA. And then yeah. there's one that he's still hasn't heard from that his friends are going to, that he kind of wants to go to, but I need that? my baby. Um, I can't tell you. you it's not in LA. Now is I'll tell you the, later. Is it out of the state? I don't, it's not out of the state, but okay. it's, well, he, we did apply to one in, in Canada that he, I don't have, we haven't heard back yet. And that would literally kill my soul. Oh, but Canada um, is so cool. Is it in Vancouver? Yes. 
Yes. Canada is so great. But I can't, I can't live without him. And I really hope that he picks the one here. Um, but he got into a couple more. So he's very excited. Um, we're all very excited, but like all these congrats from like, even Andy Cohen is like USC. Yay. I'm like, well, it it wasn't (laughs) USC, but, but I went on Twitter and I cleared it up, but it was like, now I'm getting Google alerts about I'm tro- I was tro- trolling Lori Laughlin. Let's not get that twisted because yeah. I think what she yeah. did was disgusting and she should have right. stayed in jail longer. Um, and look at Teresa Judai. She signed some papers. She didn't know what she was signing and she was in jail forever. I and know. Lori came in and left on a private jet. Sorry. I, know. I would troll I know. that bitch. Troll that bitch all day. I said tro. Um, tro. Tro. I'm going to tro her. No, I just think it's, you know, it's not the kid's fault. It's the parent's fault. So. <laughs> Um, there's that. So hopefully that's being cleared up now because now like he called me today to get, he got into another one Yeah, and I'm just so proud of him because he's worked so hard and he's such a good boy. He refused, he will only drink iced tea and water. He's like no soda. Like he, I don't know. Like he's just, he's a human Xanax. He's the coolest, calmest child. And then my other kid is like human speed. Like, (laughs) I don't know what it is. Um, (laughs) So I, I love Jake more than life, but we, I think we're a lot alike and we just butt heads. Oh gosh. But he's oh, the love of my life as well. He's going to be 14 in a couple weeks. Oh, wow. What are you going to do? And Mason's, yeah. Uh, are you going to do a, are you going to do a birthday thing? No, I'm not, not in person. Um, he yeah. has his two bubble friends. I call them the bubble, Daniel and, uh, the bubble brothers, Dan- Daniel and Adam. Oh my God. I I, he's with Adam every day and I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, those are his bubble friends. So Mason has a few more and I heard a story about some girls coming over to one of their houses, but whoa, I'm not in charge when, and they're not with me, <laughs> somebody else. Um, anyway, so that's all good. I mean, I'm just so pleased and um, I'm just so proud. I like I didn't go to college. I like went to a junior college for a minute, but not it didn't stick. Um, the par- the parking was really bad. <laughs> parking is horrible at colleges. It's so bad. Oh my and god, it's so bad. I would just skip school. And what just the co- and just the cost of paying for parking is ridiculous too. It's like it's all bad. It's all bad. Yeah. So I, I just yeah. am praying and hoping that this sounds right. I want his friends to get into wherever they want to get into, but I really want my baby to stay in LA. Um, but you know, know, they can, they can always try out other places, not Vancouver way too far. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just happy for him. I'm so yeah, happy. And I really am going to try to like bribe him into staying here. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if, if you can convince him. <laughs> you can't leave me um anyway so that was kind of my fun part of my week um yeah that was it and i'm really excited to talk about boobs because boobs are everything well you've had a lot of boob stories yourself so uh maybe you guys can relate no and you're a boob maybe you can relate you're a boob I fork you. So I was cleaning up Mason's Mason and Jake. They, I don't know what they do with my, like my silverware. It's like disappears. I think they throw it in the garbage when they throw their plates what? away. Oh, no. okay. I'm low on forks. So I went into Mason's room. I got like six forks, like all over. Where's he stashing he's, them? No, they're just all over from when he eats. Uh, he just doesn't bring them upstairs. So I was leaving. I'm like, Jake, Mason, I need these forks. And he, he looked at me. He's like, sorry. I'm like, fork you. <laughs> And he's like, you are not funny. <laughs> I, I don't know funny. why. I thought it was hilarious. I laughed for a long time. I think it's good. I think it was good. pretty funny for me. 
Yeah. And that's all I have. That's yeah, no, but I was saying that you're not a boob, but you've, you know, you've had some boob stuff. Like you have boob stories. That's all I'm saying. And she wrote a whole book about boob stories. Yeah. And I'm excited to share my boobs with her boobs. (laughs) Maybe you guys will get topless in this interview. Ooh, I mean, for sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure I have a beautiful bra. Maybe I'll show her my bra at least. Okay. All All right. right. Let's get her in here. Hey, how are you, Leslie? Welcome to Brandy Glamville Unfiltered. Thank you. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. I really am. Big fan. I'm excited to be talking to you. You have a new book coming out. Yep. It's called the boob. It's called the boobs life, right? Yep. It's out. It just came out last week. It good morning. America picked it as a must read. So did glamor magazine. And today it comes out on the stands and people magazine as best new books. Oh my so, God. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, I just got the Thank chills you. for you. Congratulations. It's thrilling. It's thrilling. It, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and also I just love the subject of it because it is such a big deal with women. I mean, what do we have? We have our hair and our boobs we have to worry about. Like those are the two <laughs> major things and cancer kills them both. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you went through breast cancer mm-hmm. and because of what you went through, you just felt like you wanted to write about the, the life of your breasts. Well, I actually, I never wanted to write about cancer. I never took a journal. I never, you know, didn't take any pictures when I was bald. Cause you know, I like hair. And um, actually, the book only has two chapters about cancer. But honestly, the night I decided to write it, I got out of the shower and I was like better. And my husband and I were going to have this really romantic evening. And we had just oh. moved to this condo in Malibu looking at the ocean, kind of as a reward for me surviving. And my, I looked in the mirror, my boobs were crooked, and I was so mad. I wanted to fix them. I wanted to call my doctor. And like romance was out the window. Right. And, but we watched, my husband said, calm down. We started watching TV and David Letterman was on and he made a boob joke. It was like his last night, the most famous last night of his 38 years on the air. And he's the smart one. And I was so (laughs) mad. And my husband said, I was like, my husband accused me of being obsessed. And I thought, I'm a woman. I'm not obsessed with boobs. And then I listened to, you know, Letterman and I was like, okay, wait, we're all obsessed. Why, why are we so obsessed? And I went and started unpacking my stuff because um, we had just moved in. And I found this picture of myself and my my mom. Uh, that's me Aww. at three. And I remember it was so funny because my one-year-old sister could not keep that strip of paper over of her material over her nipples. <laughs> and it was so funny. And yet I realized, oh my gosh. Since I was three years old, I knew it was taboo to show your nipples. Breasts were a big deal. And then I realized my whole life I could trace. I mean, you feed your kids and then they can kill you. So I just wanted to write this book and figure out how we became obsessed. You know, in America with Hollywood, we, we, you know, the whole world is influenced by us. And so that's really was about, about it. I mean, so it started because I had breast cancer, but it became a much bigger subject. It, so, I mean, honestly, it is so true. I mean, I remember having very small boobs. I had like a very small B and yeah. I was obsessed with wanting big boobs my whole life because too. my dad would get Playboy delivered to our house and exactly. I would see it. And I was like, <laughs> I want to look like her. So I was sticking these pads since I was like 12 into, in, into my twenties, into my bras, all my friends thought I had boobs. And I remember when I met my ex-husband, I, I looked like I had boobs. So we were making out and he would, he got out of the car for something. I took the pads out and I threw them. I figured he was too drunk to know that like <laughs> he's not going to know, but right, I, right. like my friends, my whole life, I, they, I was so insecure 
about that particular part of my body. And I mean, and everywhere you look, it's about, you know, if you look at the Kardashians, now it's butts too. Um, yeah. But it's all about the boobs. It is. And I wondered, you know, I, I was keeping track when I was doing research. There was that one day that, that Kim broke the internet when she showed, you know, her boobs. And I thought, and she and, and Sophia Varguera and the women who have boobs on TV make the most money. It's like, yeah. and then I found this fact that men's eyes are drawn to a woman's chest within 200 milliseconds of them entering <laughs> the room. That's biology, right? But size doesn't matter when it comes to feeding our babies. And so advertisers, since, you know, and it really parallels my life, advertisers need eyeballs to go to TV to pay for it, right? So Big boobs are are it. And it became this big thing with my dad was the same thing. I mean, they had Playboy at his university. He had leather bound folders of Playboy <laughs> by ear on in our den. And I would go and sneak in and look at Annie Fanny and I wanted big boobs. I was just exactly like you. And so I realized my whole life has been about wanting boobs. And what does that mean? Why are we're all obsessed and it's not our fault? But it's also we want to be beautiful. So it's part of the beauty package. You know, it's yeah. I mean, it definitely is, especially in the city that you and I live in. I think yeah. that we are so hard on ourselves. Like everyone is supposed to be perfect here. Yes. And it's it's not, it's just not, I mean, it's not attainable, number one, but it's yeah. not healthy to always want something that to want to improve. Yes, get better, like be healthier, diet, whatever if you need to. Right. But always feeling like you're less because I don't have Kim Kardashians, but I literally was Googling butt implants like a year ago. And I'm like, yeah. thank God I did not do that because now they're exploding left and right. And I, but I was, <laughs> I felt like I wasn't good enough because I didn't have that curve. I was, you know, I'm tall and skinny. Um, right. I did get in breast implants after yep. I had my second child. Um, and I felt like a whole new person. I, I wouldn't even wear a bra if you paid me. <laughs> yeah, that, that same thing happened to me. And it, it's just like, I mean, and breast implants is still the most popular elective surgery in yeah. the United States. 300,000 women a year get them. And this is, it's not, I mean, it's because we're insecure because we're supposed, that's part of the beauty package. But here's a fun fact. Um, humans are the only mammals that keep our breasts our whole life. So I mean, kittens, dogs, cows, right? When they're not being used, they go down. But somebody in the human species, men, I guess, like breasts. And so we evolved to all have breasts and yet they don't look the same. I mean, mine were droopy and I, my mom bought me my boobs as a divorce gift because she was afraid <laughs> I would be lonely, you know? And, it, and I didn't want to do it because I was like, oh no, I'm an intellectual. I can't have big boobs because we judge each other, right? But once I got them, you know, I mean, I wish I didn't feel this way. I'm, I'm just part of the problem, but it really did make me feel more confident. I mean, it really did. I felt more sexy. I started dating, you know, and then when I got a new boyfriend and got married, I thought, oh, he likes me because, you know, I'm sexy. But then I got sick and it was weird. Like, oh, actually he likes me. So that was right. my bad. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely a cultural thing. But and I'm glad it, you didn't an, do the butt because that's the trend. No. The boobs are forever. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I still think it's an inside job. Like no one's like looking at me thinking, oh, she needs her boobs done. Maybe they right. are and I don't know it, but I'm no. thinking it because everything, every Kim Basinger, I was obsessed with her when I was younger. Yeah, you look I like wanted, her. Oh, thank you. That's my yeah. dream. But I didn't oh have my her God. boobs. But you look at, I know that you're working yeah. with Selma Hayek. She's got yeah. the, the, the most amazing Boom body. Power. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, I, I really feel like it's okay. Like, it's okay when people talk shit about it. 
I'm like, you know what? You just piss because you want them and you don't have, or, or like, let me live. Let me be, my dad is so against boobs yet. He had Playboy on our coffee table my entire life. Yes. That's just wrong. I know. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I know. But I do think, you know, from a young age, all we see on TV are these beautiful, curvaceous women, big boobs. I mean, even in the modeling when Giselle in the modeling industry, when Giselle came out and she had these perfect boobs, there was yeah. a, a boo, like a boob boom. <laughs> yeah. They call sense. it the Brazilian bee and they're, uh, they all have implants to look like that. And you know, their whole thing, I mean, Victoria's secret has influenced all these people, even though these women aren't huge. It's, this is a this is a company that made crowns for breasts, right? The fantasy bra is diamonds. Yes. I mean, you yeah. can't be glorified more than that. And Giselle makes hundreds of millions of dollars because of, I mean, of all her the secret models went, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, they but, all. But that's what she was known for. Like she came out yeah. super skinny, legs to, you know, up to here, but she was one of the only girls on the runway with boobs. Yeah. And then- unusual. <laughs> I know. I loved it. I was like, I yeah. want, I were like, I want, I just wanted to wear a triangle top bikini. That was all exactly. I wanted because yeah. all of mine had underwires and I was sticking pads in and then they would soak up water and I would get out and they would squeeze it. So all the water would come out. Yeah. You, you had your own water bra. I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I don't think people, like I have a girlfriend that went through breast cancer, um, twice and right. she said, yeah. Um, she, she had her reconstruction done so many times. I don't even remember now. And, and when I saw what she had, you know, she was getting new nipples, she was getting them tattooed on. When I saw what she was left with, or, you know, even after reconstruction, I was uncomfortable for, I was uncomfortable for feeling like, oh my God, I feel so bad for her when she was thinking, I'm just so glad that I have these again. And I just felt bad for like, you know, she was halfway through her nipple surgery and, I think she wanted to shock me in a way into being like, you know what, like, this is what I'm dealing with. And I mean, I was already very sad and like felt Mm -hmm. for her, but I think she just wanted to be like hugged and said, Oh, great. They look great. And I, I was like, Oh, they look great, but I was uncomfortable. So, I mean, but there's so much with boobs. I know. Just think of all the time and money and discomfort she went through to get some kind of boobs again. I, I mean, that shows how important they are to our identity as women. It's just, it's a scary thing. I think that Those I would us. say, yeah, no, serious. <laughs> and, and hair is part of it too. Like my Absolutely. mother-in-law went through cancer, breast cancer and she lost, she had the best, thickest hair, you know, you'd ever seen. And mm-hmm. when she lost her hair, she lost her energy. She lost her spark to just want to continue because she's a, you know, a hot, spicy Latina and hair is everything. Like it's just everything. So I found this um, group that was helping women with breast cancer that with wigs, they were donating wigs to them. Yeah. And that really changed her life. And people are like, yeah. Oh my God, it's just a wit. I'm like, no, it's it. When you look in the mirror, she's, she's a complete different person when she has her wigs on. Like yeah. she, she, now you will never see her without her wig, but it, is changed. she better now? She is better. Thank God. She's, well, she's good. better. Um, it was pretty aggressive. Yeah. Her hair didn't come back uh, the way that well, it didn't come back very uh, great. Let's say yeah. Not, well, she had really coarser and curlier, and it takes yeah. length to get that out, and that takes a long time. But you know, wigs used to be in style, right? I mean, when my mom, like in the sixties, they all wear wigs, and and a lot of women of color wear wigs just for fashion. Well, they're back. They're back in but style now. Everyone definitely. has a wig. Yeah, I mean, I, I, here's I a big deal. It is. It's, yeah. I, then I also think I think about power 
for women, and this may sound like very wrong to a lot of women, I feel powerful when my hair looks good and my boobs are up and out. I feel, I don't care what anyone else thinks. They're like, oh, you you should have a short skirt on and, and or your boobs out. I'm like, listen, I've only had these for 13 years. I live most of my life not having them and I'm going to show them because they make me feel sexy, secure, powerful. Absolutely. And and part of the message for a boobs life really is I want people to stop judging other women. We should, and we have to stop judging ourselves. We should have right. however we want to feel about ourselves is important, you know, and we shouldn't, it's like, I still, people still look at women who are showing too much, too much, whatever that is, or are too voluptuous as tacky and stupid. And that's so wrong. Women are really complex. And look at you, you have these beautiful pictures of all these different under boobs, different parts of boobs. And yet you're also this fabulous mom. I mean, women are complex. We're not one thing or the other. And I really think if we should could stop judging each other, we could all work together and make everything better for all of the women, you know? You, you know, I get a lot of people saying, oh my God, you shouldn't show that or do that because you're a mom. I'm like, you people need to understand. I am a mom, but I'm a single woman and a sexual being. Absolutely. And just because you're a mom doesn't mean that you die and that's your one. <laughs> it's the most important purpose. Yes, but you're, you still need to take care of yourself. Absolutely. And when people say things online, I'm just like, you don't, I didn't die. I gave birth. Like, right. And my kids are so great. Like, get the fuck over it. It just makes me so angry. And then Kim Kardashian's a mom and she'll post something and everyone loves it. I'm like, okay, so it's different for me. Because I don't know. Why. I don't know why. Yeah. People just have weird judgment. And so we can't listen to anyone but ourselves. It, it's all perspective. You know, we have to just, I don't know. I, I don't, I really don't know why they like some people and don't like another no. other people. And we have to just not take it because I think it is empowering to be proud of your body and not hide it. And, and to your point earlier, it's like, we have to look a certain way just to be in the world. I mean, think of when you're dealing with business people, guys can just, or even just out to dinner, guys can just put on a jacket and go. <laughs> and we have to do all this stuff to look beautiful. And <laughs> Our bodies are are part of that and being fit and healthy and, and whatever we want to show, we need to take ownership of that. And it's like, you know, the, I think there's a big contrast between like the girls gone wild that guys want to do and free the nipple and looking beautiful with low cut things. That's, we get to own that and we shouldn't let other people judge us. So I, I totally applaud you. I think it's all, it's all a positive thing and people who take back, it's like, it's on them. Well, I do remember when I first moved to LA, I was 23 and everyone had fake boobs and I was, I was jealous. So I would talk shit. I'd be like, Oh my God, look at her boobs. Now the girl that I used to talk about is my best friend. And <laughs> I'm like, I used to talk about you, yeah. <laughs> and, but I was just because I was young and I felt insecure and jealous. And so I was making these judgments. I'm like, Oh my God, every girl here. And it was ultimately when I, I got a little older and I figured out you're just jealous, Brandon, like, get, and I'm not a, in general, well, I can be jealous. It depends, um, with like my men and whatnot, but of course. I, I generally accept everything. I think it's just because I wanted what they had my entire life, my entire, mind you, like playboy, the pictures were in the garage posters up everywhere. Yeah. Like everything was celebrated. Um, boobs are huge in my house. Like it was, how a could big you deal. not, how could you not feel that way being surrounded by that? You know, it's like, and my dad too. I mean, my mom's curvy. My dad's on his third marriage, all, all of them, big boobs. It's just like, <laughs> and so you grow up in this environment seeing, oh, that's what beauty is. And how as little girls, can we not feel like, 
you know, we are like that. I grew up in Ohio and it's all about cheerleaders and tight sweaters and right. America and all that. And then I came out to California and it was, it was even worse because everyone's beautiful and has to look perfect yeah. all the time. And then it's just, it's just a tricky thing. Uh, you know, have you ever thought of try being in Playboy? Um, I was actually offered it when I was married to my ex-husband and I wanted to do it desperately. Just and to he's like that. It. Yes. But, <laughs> I, I but he was like, he's a Latino jealous man. There's no yeah. way his wife was going to be in Playboy. And they right. have not asked since, but I did that one time and I was like, oh man, I should have divorced you sooner. So I could have done it. Um, but no, I, I mean, I love Playboy. I think it's awesome. I'm like, you know, celebrate yourselves, gals, do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. Um, my kids are like, you know, I don't wear a bra half the time. I'm, I, I need to get my implants redone. Yeah. I was going to so say if they're it's 13 not, years, they say every 10, yeah. right? Well, I actually had a tumor taken out of the right one. Oh my and gosh. It was not cancerous. It was, oh it was okay, but it was the size of a golf ball. So oh. I too have like a little bit, this one's a little smaller yeah. than this one. So, and I'm <laughs> such an aesthetic person. Yes. I'm just like, oh, I got to get them done. The I got to get them done. Yeah. So. But then you'll have an excuse to redo it and maybe insurance will cover it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's so exciting for you that Selma Hayek actually optioned your book and is turning it into a series for HBO Max. Yes. And it's a comedy series. So it's really a great thing. And and um, she will have a part of it. She's not the star, but she's just, she's so freaking smart. You know, she uses her boob power for good. She gets the eyeballs in yeah. and, you know, all the stuff she's produced, Frida and Ugly Betty and Monarca. Right. And she actually told me on the phone that she was obsessed with my book and it was pretty thrilling. And, and it is the main characters, Leslie, and my boobs are going to talk. So, wow. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's, a, I mean, but having that narrative is going to be hilarious. It is. And it's not, obviously it's not the book it's, it's inspired by the book and they're, you know, I it's, I'm not an executive producer, so I will have some say and I'll get to read everything. But um, right now we're just in the pilot stage and there's a lot of steps, but she's so smart. I just know she's going to make it happen. And, and it's she just will. great. Yeah. Cause she'll get people to message of loving yourself and not judging ourselves while being hilarious. You know? Yeah, no. I mean, if anyone can do it, so, she can. I actually definitely we have a, a doctor in common. So I saw her coming, like leaving, not a plastic. It was just, it's like a hormone doctor right, right. Um, leaving as I was going in and I was in awe of her beauty. And I was just like, oh my God, that was so much. I was like, she's just such a beautiful person. She's so smart. She uses, she takes advantage of like, like she uses her body in the best way. I mean, she's, look Absolutely. what she's done. She, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it in a bad way, but like, no, but she doesn't she have to do that. You know, right. she's beautiful and she married well. It's like, and she works so freaking hard. I, it's, it's incredible. I know that they were trying to deal with HBO one night and my, my producer who actually took my book to her said, um, she was up at four in the morning in some other country dealing with this problem and telling people, get it together and make it happen. And here's what I say. And it was like, I just, I mean, I was sleeping. I was like, right. <laughs> You're like, okay, here you go. Well, you've written a few other books. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mostly the, novels though, like humorous parenting books and, and novels. This was, I had no intention of writing a memoir, believe me. And it was just that night. Well, I mean, after breast cancer, I wasn't sure if I'd write again. I was really smart analytically again. I work with other writers, but that creative thing was just gone. And then that night I got out of the shower and I was so pissed off. I just thought, okay, this is my book. First of all, I have to prove that it's not my fault. I'm obsessed. And right. you know, do I want to fix them again? And then, you know, all this stuff happened in the world and it became just this big thing. So it's memoir. It's all these personal stories, a lot of funny stuff, a lot of touching, but 
but then all these weird facts, like they put bras on dead women in funeral homes, you know? What? Yeah, seriously. And and training bras were only invented like in the 50s. That's a new thing that men invented. And in the 80s, this is when Playboy got big. um, The American Society of Plastic Surgeons had the FDA approve something that said small breasts were disease. So of course you and I are like, and that was for business so that they would get paid for more business, right? But of course, how could girls, you know, grow up and not right. want boobs if everyone thought being small was a bad thing? And it's not. I mean, little boobs make just as much milk as big boobs, right? Right. My mom, I mean, I look at my mom who's very, she was always very flat chested. Um, she would wear, she never wore a bra and she always told my sister and I, she'd be like, you know, that bras were created by men. Like that was her, that was, she said it all the time. And then she would wear the shirt. This is back, you know, when I was a little kid that said the itty bitty titty committee. And I, it was like, my parents were very free. Now my dad's turned conservative in his old age. I don't know what happened to him. Mine too. Yeah. What? What? It's so, he wants me to wear a bra at the house. I'm like, hi. (laughs) Okay. Whatever you say, Dad, stop looking at my boobs. That's weird. Yeah, (laughs) that is weird. Right. (laughs) So now, how are you surviving COVID? I mean, obviously, were you writing during COVID or had you already finished it? Well, I had, well, I was revising it because it actually comes all the way up to December. And so I actually sold the book like the first week of COVID a year ago. Wow. And then it was, so the whole thing has happened online and I went through all these, you know, different drafts and I kept updating and updating and updating. And I was able to finish the last chapter after the election. So it's been a a big writing time time for me. I mean, as a writer, it's not hard to stay home, but for most, yeah, (laughs) yeah, for most women who are defined by our breasts, you know, it's like been extra hard, right. With kids at home and not school. And it's, it's almost like now our breasts are defining us even worse. And and so we need to band together and get all these, you know, childcare and better pay so that our breasts, we get to control our breasts, you know, and we can say what we can get to do and not do. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm I, sorry. My, my dog is okay. having a moment. Yeah, I saw him wander, wandering around, <laughs> but I do miss dressing up. I mean, this, I'm wearing a bra for you. You can't tell, but I do miss I pro- I'm looking. Yeah. All right. I, I miss doing that. There's no reason to do it when, when you're at home, you know, but, so I, but I, there I is, that. that's what, so I, I think you're wrong because I'm, okay. I've been living in sweats. I've been feeling like crap and, and not putting on makeup and not right. doing anything with myself. I would walk by the mirror and I would just get more depressed. And then one day I decided to wear lingerie under my clothes, get actually dressed, put on makeup. I was going nowhere. I made it, made my bed as well. And I was happy. I felt good again. I felt like a woman. I felt like a, I, I mean, I know it's, there's no point to do it, but just for the, the, I don't know, it, it kind of saved me. So now I try to do it. Like I do it on my podcast days and then I feel pretty for the day. Cause otherwise it's, you know, I'm not doing it. I think, um, I think that's exactly nice. the point though. And I think that's, we should be doing all this for ourselves yeah. because who's more important than us. You know, uh, I, I think that's a great idea and I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'll dress sexier. Yeah. Do it. Just do it. Like I know it's like a once a week thing. Like I do. I do. Like we have. I'm newly not newly married, but second husband, and um, we do have Saturday night date nights, and I do wear lingerie, and it's like this whole other person emerges, you know, with stockings and and push up bras, and and it's actually very fun. Actually, I I think like Wonder Woman last week, so that was fun. Oh, that's that's hot. (laughs) I think a lot of couples should be doing that right now because half of my friends 
want to kill their spouses at the moment. Yeah. They're like, I'm like, you guys have to mix it up. Start uh, yeah. bring, <laughs> like role-playing, do something because this is going to be here for another six months. Maybe. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a while, but I'm saying before they can maybe, you know, go back to work a little bit and not have to right. be together 24 seven. Um, and then they're like, you're so lucky you're single. And I'm like, am I? Because I get lonely. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, hard during I get, COVID. And having I mean, kids at home, that's, that's, hard. I mean, I'm lucky my kids are out of the house. So it's just us. So we can, we're, and he's a writer also. So we're just working. And well, then at the end of the day, we, you know, do you come whatever. together. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you're not yeah. in each other's space too much. Exactly. Sorry, buddy, knock it off. He's, he's hearing people outside. Um, now he made me lose my train of thought. Oh yeah. No, my friends all are like, Oh, you're lucky during COVID and you're single. But when my kids go to their dads, it's every other week we have them. Yeah. Um, and they're teenagers. So they're in the room most of the time when they're here. Um, it's lonely and I, it's, it's hard. I mean, I think just COVID in general is put like us all on edge for either if my friends that are married want to kill each other, my friends that are single or depressed, it's like, it's so I'm telling them, get dressed up one day, put on lingerie, make your bed. That's so important. And you'll feel better. Oh, that's such a good idea. I think that's really the key is all, we just need to feel better about ourselves because it's all perspective, right. you know, and when we feel good and our boobs are such a big part of that, you know, do you wear, when you do wear a bra, do you wear underwear or I'm, I'm mostly wearing sports bras personally. See, um, no, I'm all about like, what's this one? Oh, so this one is oh, like, that's pretty. Woo, that's beautiful. Yeah. I need it's, to get it's, one of those. Yeah. Age provocateur. Like I'm okay. obsessed with lingerie. Yeah. I like pretty things. It's just um sports bras to me just remind me that I'm not working out and I'm just wearing them. I'm like, oh, I'm wearing this, but I'm not actually working out. So I feel worse. So yeah, that's true. But I have gained a little weight during COVID. So not all my bras are like fitting. Like I'm like, oh, oh yeah. But yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I still I I love a pretty. Like you, even though this is like, you know, this is like a shirt, not a big deal. I still feel pretty. No, underneath. that's really cute. I love the ruffles and stuff. It's a oh, really cute. Top. That's what I've, I've given up. It's like a really miss shopping and stuff, but I do have pretty bras. My husband travels. Um, well, we used to both travel. He used to travel, right? But I have a bunch <laughs> of stuff he brought back from Milan. So I have a lot of oh. Italian lingerie and that's what I wear on, you know, on date nights, but you're right. I, I should that. try it just for me on some days. Right. I really thought of doing that. That's great advice, Brandy. Yeah. Right. I mean, I like, I don't always like use the thong that matches because it's not super comfortable for the exactly. whole day, but, true, but true. I will like, this makes me feel pretty and sexy. And like right now I don't have any, my nails done. When yeah. I get my nails done, I feel powerful. I feel like a lady. I feel it's just so important because if we feel good, we do good and we, we can help others because if Absolutely. I'm a bitch, my kids are getting a bitch all day and that's yeah. not fun for them. No, you know, I don't want to be a nag. I want to feel good about myself. I want them to be happy. I want to sit at the dinner table and not be pissed at them for something, you yeah. know? So I think, if, I think that your book is great because right now self-care is so important. I, I was just going to say that what you're talking about really is self-care and people don't think about their boobs and how they dress as self-care. And I know like on Instagram, self-care seems like, oh, it's this trendy thing, but it's really not. I mean, self-care, nope. is, it's like putting the oxygen mask on you first, you know, so you can help other people. You have to love yourself, but also for family members, you know, and people with breast cancer, our stress and our responsibility and taking care of everyone else, that stress really triggers chemicals that can make us vulnerable to breast cancer. So even every time we dress up and do nice things for us, that helps us 
stay alive and be healthy. Yeah. I mean, self-care is really important for women because we all want to do it all and, you know, prove that we can, but we feel like because we have boobs, we have to take care of everybody, but we have to yeah. take care of ourselves first. And I'm, I'm going to use, I'm going to say that, that you said that, I mean, lingerie is a form of self-care. I love that. It is. It's really I true. just, I, I really feel like it, it, it just, it does, it just changes my mood up. And I feel like yeah. if I'm happier with myself, I'm going to be nicer to everyone in my life. Yes. And it's just um, something that I've always kind of, I used to, when I was younger, I used to only wear high heels. I didn't even own a pair of flats. Like I was a hoochie, I was like hoochie mama, push up bra and yeah. boobs were out, even though I didn't have them. Well, you're um, a model. But I, well, yeah, but I, like a lot of models would be in tennis shoes and jeans. I was like, I don't know. I wanted to be one of the girls on Playboy. Right. You know, I wanted to be Me sexy. My mom was always sexy. She didn't have yeah. big boobs, but she always had high heels on. She had this dress that I was obsessed with. She was, and every guy would hit on her when we were out because she didn't wear a wedding ring. And she's got these three kids with her. And she just had, I was like, I want to be you when I grow up. So wow. I, yeah, no, it's nice. But I just think that if you, like you said, if you feel good, um, you look good, you feel good. It's just right. a given. I mean, I feel, I feel better at yeah. least because in the beginning of COVID, I couldn't get out of bed. I had to, you know, I had to take a Xanax every day. Oh, yeah. I was having anxiety attacks. I felt like my life was over. And then, you know, Lexapro, I, I doubled my antidepressant. And now that I'm getting kind of back into being who I am, like getting myself ready and feeling pretty again, um, I'm, I have a different outlook now. I'm not, yeah, you know, I, I have Xanax with me, but I'm not taking it. <laughs> I have the same thing. I have a prescription for emergency. And I always feel like when I do, try to, just like you said, when you, when you have the energy to, to make yourself feel good and you look good and you look in your mirror and you're happy with that person, it really does something for your mental health for sure. You don't worry yeah. about all the little things because you feel like you're a beautiful woman and you're powerful and you can't handle all of it. So I think that's yeah, a, as a you, good point. Yeah. Uh, sorry. As you said, like cortisol and all of that, all of these things, they can yeah. create cancer. I mean, they can't, I know yes. that my levels of cortisol were really high at the beginning of COVID yeah. and that's, that's just stress. And it's the worst thing for your body. And I don't think a lot of people know that. There's actually, when I was doing research, I found there's this trigger chemical called ATF3 um, and they discovered it at some university in Ohio. And it is actually a trigger that this, the stress chemical in your body, it triggers this, this thing in your body that can lead to breast cancer. So for what? women, that stress, anything that you can do to reduce that stress, you know, whether it's taking medication with the doctors, you know, right. walking, feeling good, putting makeup on, putting up a good bra, whatever it is, you really are doing a favor for yourself. And if you are doing that kind of self-care, it's better for your family because then you're around to take care of them and they role model off of you. So I, I completely agree with that. And especially during COVID. Oh my gosh. <sighs> it's just on top of the regular stresses, it's way worse. So it's, right. it's everything yeah. you do really important. You're really smart. Oh, thank you. I do feel like a lot of my friends that did, never understood why I would have Xanax in my purse at all times. So I would just have a panic attack for no reason. Oh, yeah. Now they're starting to understand. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not laughing at them. I'm because no. I'm saying, well, now you finally get it. Because yes. what are you anxious about before? Because I, there was, we didn't have COVID before. I'm like, I don't know what I'm anxious about. And when someone tells you to relax, it makes it makes a million worse. times worse. Totally. Um, but yeah. now they're starting to be like, oh my gosh, if this is how you, you know, can feel. I feel so, I, you know, I finally get it. It's not it's chemical. Fun or easy. 
Yeah. yeah. It's not like you want a, an excuse to feel high or anything. It's like mm. when your body is producing these things that are making you jittery, it's bad for your body. It's bad for mm. everybody. You can't do anything. And so we need to find ways to feel better. I mean, for me, I, I like have to go to the ocean. When I look at the ocean, I can think, oh, okay, I'm not in control of the fish. I can let that go. <laughs> I can just, you know, and I'm not in control of anybody else or what they do or say. I can just handle me. And it just allows me that, that breath, but you can't always get down to the ocean, you know? So, no, um, but I everyone can, can find it. something. I yes. want to drive. Like I, I will exactly. like, Nature helps. these. Yeah. Cause of the walls in my condo are like closing in. So if I can get out and go on the hall and go on a drive, open my sunroof, right. I feel a lot better. And well, right now it's raining. So not today. Uh, today. It's nice. It's nice where I am. Oh and, uh, yeah. Nice. We're in Palisades, but it's, it's, it's pretty oh. nice. It rained all night though. That was pretty yeah. nice. But that's relaxing too. I think everyone has different things that makes you feel relaxed and make you not feel relaxed. And self-care is just huge. But I really, honestly, I'm going to, what my takeaway is I'm going to remember that putting on lingerie is, if it makes you okay. happy, it's really a form of self-care. It is. Boobs are us. Pretty. You know? yes. yes. And we should all love our boobs. We do. I'm worried. Yes. Hopefully we do. We should, we should all, I feel like we'll get there at some point. And yes. if we read your book, I, I really Thank can't you. wait to read it now. Okay. I'm so excited because I've, I've yeah. read, like I've watched every program. I've read every book that I have almost there's one left. Um, but I'm also taking school, like taking classes online. Cause I'm going crazy with nothing to do. Right. Um, but I need a new book, so I'm going to get your book. Great. Yay. Well, I hope you and I'll, you'll have to sign. You'll have to sign it when we meet in person. Okay, uh, for sure. I look forward to that. We'll, and we can have you know a glass of wine and and compare our beautiful lingerie because I'm going to get yes. some of the agent provocateur. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I love talking to you. I could talk to you thank all day, you. but we have to go. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Boobs life is it's everywhere, and I just am really excited to talk to you about it, Brandy, because. Your boobs are fabulous and <laughs> you know, to make ourselves feel better is really important, especially now. So well, I'm excited to read this and then to watch the show on HBO Max. Right. I, my fingers are crossed. I can't wait for all of Thank it. You. And you're an inspiration. Ryan, I think that I have a new best friend. Do you? Boob friend? Yeah. Leslie, I thought she was awesome. Like, I really, I really, I feel like I could talk to her for hours and she is in a good, like, mindset and she's just an awesome modern woman. You know what? I want to pitch. Uh, I want to ask them when the show goes, I think you should be the voice of the boobs. Oh, right. Like a super high voice (laughs) that annoys everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, let's pitch it. Let's call Salmon. I just oh, that would be that would be great. Like if you were the if you were the boob voice, like, then that'd be good. Then I would actually be a boob like you. <laughs> You're a boob. You're a boob. <laughs> you get a boob. You get a boob. You get a boob. I gotta go. Peace right. out. Bras are great, especially on a date. Or even just at home, cause you know you're not alone. You got your boobies. You got your boobies and you're in a booby zone. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe. And be sure to leave us a rating and review. And while you're at it, check out some of the other great shows available on Straw Hut Media. <laughs>